Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Now, here's your host, Johnny Radio himself, John Harden. When you hear the sound coming, hear the drums drumming, I want you to join together with the band. We don't move in any particular direction, and we don't make no collections. I want you to join together with the band. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. I got Brian Dacus hanging out with me all day long, all day strong, and it's NBA opening day. And we got a couple doozies, if you know what I'm saying. Suns at the Warriors late night game. First time Kevin Durant is heading back to the Bay since 2019. Going to get a little, see a little Steph, little KD action. Man, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what that Suns team looks like. Bradley Beal, Book. KD. We will see tonight. Before that, though, you got the... Well, we won't see Bradley Beal, unfortunately. Uh-oh. But How did I miss this one? I don't know. He's Why? Out. He's out this morning with a back injury, back ailment. Oh, man. Yeah. Dead gummit. You know what, man? A back goes on you. It's going to be bad. It sure does. Well, it's still going to be awesome. And you have the Lakers in Denver. So that's going to kick things off. Of course, you'll see a little LeBron action, unless he's got a back injury. No, I think he's back. Oh, that. good, 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 <laughs> good, good. And the defending champs, the Nuggets at their house. NBA opening day. But also, I'm kind of curious out there. You know, people, what do y'all think about this? Or like, what is it? Is there anything the NBA can do? I don't think there is. MLB opening day. And MLB is not, you know, like it's for more diehards, especially the regular season. But NBA opening day, man, like it's a big, big deal. You know what I mean? Like, everybody and their grandmother's down with NBA opening day. The NFL, when it kicks it off, everything goes crazy. Tonight, you know, it's going to be pretty cool. Tomorrow down at FedEx Forum when the Grizzlies open up their season against the Pelicans, of course, with no Steven Adams. How for the season with knee surgery and, of course, no job because he's suspended the first 25 games. Easy task. You know, it's just the Pelicans come to the house. No problem. No problem. But is there anything they can do? Because, like, NBA's opening day is also... When they got Game 7 of the NLCS, I mean, tonight, I mean, Phillies at home against the Diamondbacks. We watched last night the Rangers. Or, I mean, Adolis Garcia just broke everybody's back in Houston. Dusty Baker, that'll be his last memory because he's out as Houston's manager. Uh, crazy. By the way, do you know Garcia had 12 RBIs in games 5, 6, and 7 combined? Crazy. And 15 total for the series, the most in a series. That's the most in the in the history of baseball. Wow. So Dude, what? Ham. Third best Ranger now? Could we already say he's third best Ranger? Hell no, man. No? Huh. Not third best yet. I mean, when you get, you get that chip, they don't, they don't, they've never won one. So then, then he they win that the bad boy, best. and he gets the MVP of the World Series, like he got the MVP of the LCS. Then he's third best. Then man, I'm going to put him up there at third best, maybe. Okay, I got to look at it a little closer, bro. Let's look at Rangers all time players. I mean, this is going to be scary. I know Josh Hamilton had a really big bad drug issue, but hey. yeah, and I'm I'm rocking his jersey right now, John. This no is a, way. This is a jersey from middle school. This is a, this is a this is a children's uh, large, John, that I found. You know, I used to be a Texas Rangers fan, John, and so I found I that noticed, this morning. Yeah, that is really um, tight. But I, I can still wear it. I look very skinny today, John, you in do. this shirt. Uh, it makes me feel good. If I ever tell you I, I feel fat, you tell me I still fit in, in, in hey, a children's large. I dig it. 
So I, I pulled this out just for you, John. Thank you. How do you know I was going to mention Hamilton? Because nobody will stop talking about the 2011 season. So I had I had a hunch feeling, John, that you were going to mention the 2011 season, the season that broke my heart. And uh, and so I I was looking. I have a I have a Josh Hamilton regular jersey that's also like a children's large. And I was gonna put it on a stick and wave it around like a flag today. But then I couldn't find. It. I found this, and I was gonna wave this around like a towel today. And then I just decided, you know what? I'm gonna try to wear it. All right, I need to know something real quick. Okay, is he? Who's your favorite player? Like, who's your favorite all time Ranger? Josh Hamilton is my favorite player of all time. He's your favorite player of all time. Of all time. All time. He was my childhood, John. Holy cow. Well, I mean, you, it's, it's, it, I'm so proud that you didn't follow in his footsteps. And, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, imitate their idols. Well, I should say my, my idol is Elvis Presley. I don't know if oh, that's God, better you, or worse. You're not imitating you know? him either. You um, really like those talented people who have a little issue with a little, a little drug problem. I guess so, John. Man, I appreciate it. Do you? Heck yeah. I think, man, you don't think so? I appreciate that, man. That's nice. I'm glad. You, like, keep yourself on a straight and narrow. And you work yes, with sir. me, too. That's, yeah, very, very true. Very true. Um, I mean, Pudge Rodriguez and Nolan Ryan, Adrian Beltre, Rafael Palmero. Who else we got? Uh, let's see. Uh, Let me pull this up. Adrian Beltre. Ian Kinsler. Oh, oh man. I love Ian Kinsler. Juan Gonzalez, Elvis Andrews, A. Josh Hamilton. Man, you don't, man. No, dude, he didn't do Jack over there. Except John, for take John, don't get mad at me. Dollars. I'm just, I'm just reading the list. A. Rod, yeah. Julio Franco, Buddy Bell. I just pulled up a, a list. I'm going down it. Michael Young, man. Then no, no. Robbie, you Darvish. Robbie oh, how could you forget about you Darvish? John? Man, Adrian Beltre tore it up as a Ranger. Sure did. Career stats as a Ranger. Three oh four. 199 homers, 699 RBIs, 330 walks, 1,277 hits. Damn, son. Gaylord Perry. But Pudge has got to be – like, Pudge has got to be the best Ranger. The good Joey Gallo. Oh, hell no. He was good. He was good as a Ranger, though, John. Well, I mean, yeah, he he was – like, in Minnesota, he started off the season. First two weeks was great. And then, of course, was banged up and just striking out the rest of the time. That's right. Pudge is the best. I don't know how we got off on that one. Oh, yeah, you like the Rangers, and the Rangers are going to, like to the, the World Rangers, Series. I don't, I don't like the Rangers anymore. Who are the Rangers going to face in the World Series? The Phillies. Well, we're going to find out tonight. Phillies minus 170. You know who's pitching for the Phillies? That's Ranger Suarez. And mm. also for, uh, we got uh, Brandon Fat for Arizona. Oh, never mind. Change my mind back. I don't know who's going to win this game now. It's going to be a tough I one. I don't trust either of these pitchers. Hell, man, I will say yesterday, Diamondbacks jumped all over him, didn't they? Nola sure did. was terrible. Four and a third. It wasn't bad as Christian Javier. He got, what, one out? Gave uh, up three I runs before I, they I pulled him. So. One out, he pitched a third of an inning, gave yeah. up three runs. In, uh, damn, nobody won a home game in that series. Isn't that crazy? That is absolutely wild. I mean, it's just... That's just a little bit wild. We got baseball to talk about. NBA is opening day. And don't forget, we got to also talk about some football. Kirk Cousins carved up the 49ers. Yeah, he did. Like, dude. And Brock Purdy, man. Ooh, that was one. Like, those last two drives when he had a chance to go and win the game or at least take an opportunity at the uh-huh. second time to, you know, score, get a two-point conversion and send it overtime looked terrible. It's two weeks in a row. Terrible. 
once Debo's gone out, and I mean, Christian McCaffrey was doing his thing. He scored two touchdowns yesterday. But man, Kirk Cousins was didn't even get sacked yesterday. GHD. Did you know that he did not get sacked last night against the San Francisco team? I actually team? didn't know that, which is, that's crazy. You got to give some props to the offensive line from Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, who avoided some sacks with some crazy stuff. He did. He played, man, Cousins played great. And it was a Monday night football game. How about Jordan Addison, too? What a game for Man, him. that kid is good, isn't he? It sure is. Um, Jordan Addison, by the way, um, when they got him, you know uh, where he's, you know, you know where he first started at, right? College at Pittsburgh, yeah, it, with Kenny Pickett, and then went to, uh, and then he went uh, to and USC and got to play with Caleb Williams. They bought him, yeah. And now you see him with Kirk Cousins, and he's just a route running machine. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm telling you, Jordan Addison's a bad man. Already got 29 yeah, receptions. And that also, what is it, Pua Nakua? Puka. 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 I, I want to say Pikachu Nakuka. Puka Nachuka. Man, that no, dude's. No, 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 no. Puka Nuka. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. There you go. Puka Nua. Puka Puka Puka. <laughs> he's a bad man. Got some good rookies out there, man. Uh, wide receiver. Now, we also got to get. We, we're so blessed because I'm excited today we have. CBSSports.com's very own David Cobb. I can't wait to talk about this Michigan stuff with David. Oh, yeah, man. Um, got a new fold into it yesterday. Like, yeah, bro, dude. There's not just a new fold. There's so many damn new wrinkles up in this junt. Like, this thing looks like, what are them dogs that have all the wrinkles? I don't know. Man, you've seen them. A They're pug? ugly. Maybe, sure. They're, like, kind of fat and you wrinkle around. Do I, I need know. to show you a picture It doesn't of a even pug? matter. I mean, I was talking dogs earlier. My bad. That, that's a pug, John. Is that what you're talking about? It's got a lot of wrinkles on eh, it. No, it's a wrinklier dog, but huh. it's all right. No big deal. No big deal. Pugs are little. But the point is, we got David Cobb, CBSSports.com. We're going to talk about Michigan. And and the things that have come out are just insane. And I'm kind of wondering to myself, like, what is going to happen now to Michigan? Ryan Day in Ohio State. Now this man, dude, you he th- you think he was ready to fight Lou Holtz? Man, I think he's ready. Him and him and Harbaugh want to go at it. Now, if you just look at it as a normal situation, Michigan and Ohio State control their destiny. They're going to play each other. Uh, they're rolling through it. Michigan just might be the best team in the country. But is the college football playoff committee going to possibly leave them out? I mean, this is a bad looking. By the way, this dude. What? By the way, the the, the gentleman. What's his name? Who uh, did all the work? Oh man, Con or something. Man, I can't remember off the top of my head either. I probably should have jotted it down. I've just been reading so much about it. My man was in the military. You know what I'm saying? How was he using his name and his email address and blatantly doing this? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Connor Stallions. Thank you, sir. But like, thank you for your service, sir. Stallions. Maybe. Stallions. Yeah. Connor Stallions. Thank you for your service, sir. But, bro, when you're going on, like, deep cover mission, like, missions for Michigan, you can't use your name. You can't use your email. you got to have an alias. And do you know how easy it is to just make up another email address? i got two email addresses. One's for work and the other one's for when anybody asks, you know, those stupid things that ask for you. You have to put your email address. Mm I always put the bogus one in there that I've never checked. Mm, Smart. Dude, how can this guy who not know that you got to go incognito? You got to go undercover. Got to. And by the way, seeing him on the sidelines, 
Like they, did you see all the pictures? Like from, John, I told you they were trying to cover their tracks. They, they were trying, they were trying. But also, also though, the, the pictures of him standing next to the defensive coordinator, the Ohio State game when they're on, you know, you know when of course Michigan's on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, on, yeah, on defense, and then he's overstanding by the offensive coordinator when Michigan's on offense, he and he's, he's like doing. right there telling them what's going on, like uh-huh. what they're gonna man. And now Ryan Day's got to be saying, now I understand why they came out in the second half and just beat the brakes off of us. And I understand why I've lost the last two in a row to Mr. Harbaugh. Does this stick to Jim? I don't know. I'm going to talk with uh, David Cobb all about this. I'm John, stoked. my question is, are they going to make Michigan forfeit all their wins this year? I think the only thing that matters is if they play in the playoff or not, because that's what this Michigan team is built for. Well, you say that. I think UNLV fans would like to have a word with you because Tarkanian. Because if they take away all of Michigan's wins, Grandmama, UNLV is undefeated. They're six and one right now. Now we're talking about UNLV being a group of group of five representative in the in the uh, in the bowl game. Huh. Interesting. So Michigan going to the playoffs, UNLV going to the, the New Year's Six I, I didn't game. I mean, football. come on. I didn't even think about the football aspect because I didn't even know UNLV was doing that well. Oh yeah, six and one. Only game they've lost to is Michigan. They only lost thirty-five seven. Pretty sure that's probably a cover. Well, I don't think um, my man Chris went over there and scouted them. I, I really think they beat them without yes, having man. to cheat. Say what you want. He went went to eleven different school, eleven different teams. They were all Big Ten teams. Well, they have they? proof of John. Oh, proof of uh-huh. that's true. You know, once you get caught, by the way, you've probably gotten away with it at least like fifty times. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Probably. Hey, let's be real, bro. No, no, this guy actually is buzzing because the dude again did not go incognito. Used his name and his email address for his tickets. Damn. Uh, John, somebody said you're talking about a, a sharpie dog. A sharpie dog? Yeah, I think that's exactly what you're talking about. That's a that's a picture of a sharpie dog. That's it, that's man. It. Wow, thank you, Texter. Thank you. Man, I got the people out there throwing me a little cyst and everything. I'm sorry. I completely got you off track, but it's all right. I was excited that we got an answer. Hey, I'm glad we got the answer. Again, college football today with David Cobb, a uh, big segment at 1130. Also, Zach Boyd coming in today at 12 o'clock. That's right. It's going to talk about NBA up in the day, talking about like some sad stuff with the Grizzlies. Like right now, do you just feel completely deflated as a Grizzlies fan? And it's and it's terrible because everybody was so fired up, man. Yes. Like you got Marcus Smart coming up in this giant, you know what I'm saying? D yeah, Rose yeah, coming yeah. back. Oh, whoa, whoa. The Rose, man. Everybody's fired up. Steven Adams is coming back from injury. Oh, not so fast. Xavier's playing better. Well, now he's going to be your starting center unless they can go figure out. Good luck climbing, going and finding somebody to replace. Oh, I meant Zaire. I didn't mean Xavier. Zaire's playing better. Oh, well, but yes, Xavier is going to be your starting center. Yeah. Huh. Still a big fat hole. That Do you Steven think they Adams go out and make a trade? I mean, sh- sure. I, I don't tell me know. Sh- I thought that was like secret information. Like, I'm like, sure, because I don't. You know, I don't know, man. What do you think? I've seen. We had two text messages yesterday afternoon, and we didn't have time to to get back to it. Um, and I've heard a lot of people on social media say this. What about like uh, Dwight Howard? Man, dude, that dude. Man, are you kidding me? He played in Taiwan last year, John. Again, he, he's out of the league for a reason. And it ain't because he's oh, just Oh, wow. We, we should not be talking about 
Dwight Howard right now, he's got some some controversy circling. Yeah, I was about to right say now. he loves, um, and, and it's okay. He can do what uh, he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, John, we don't need to talk about that. What? Yeah, yeah. He's got some controversy. It's a big him. story. I didn't know about it, so it's like, it's, it can't he be that likes big. Dudes, it's okay. Uh, but he denied it, didn't he? No, he used to deny it. He denies yeah. orchestrating a. No, no, that's not the controversy. Not, now, John, now you're now you're making it sound to people listening that I'm saying that it's a controversy that. No, the it's Dwight the orchestration Howard. of the forced yes, yes. Um, menage a twizzle. Yes. Good Lord, John. What? I, I put that as – that's about <laughs> as much couth as I've got, brother. No, you're, you're very good at your I mean, how else am I going to like – No, 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 no. It's no, sorry no, for worry, you worrying about how I make you sound. This is Dwight <laughs> Howard who's dealing with this situation. It ain't you. <laughs> Like care about my man. Don't be like you're. I'm care- sorry. You're right. You're right. Very selfish of me for thinking about myself before Dwight Howard. By the way, poor just Dwight that, Howard. That was a horrible. Hey man, <laughs> Dwight Howard. Why don't we replace Stephen Adams I didn't know, with him? I didn't he know that all of Taiwan this. And- I I didn't know all this news that came out today. Literally, people like we can go back to the text line and you've seen it on this Instagram. This was one of my hardwood stories. Are you serious? It was one. John, of, I don't worry. I got more. Cross of it. my Texas Rangers shirt wearing heart and hope to die. I had no idea about this. I completely missed this this morning. I guess oh. I, had, I had no clue. So when I looked up Dwight Howard, I was literally while we were talking, while I mentioned Dwight Howard, I was looking up his name so that I could try to find his stats from Taiwan. And I see like all of these headlines from like four hours ago. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh no, what have I done? Well, he's hopefully he's asking the court, by the way, to dimit, uh, dismiss the lawsuit um, again. Who claims? Which no, you know what? I, I I think I'm tired of touching this one. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I don't think. For, I don't think Dwight's gonna my, play. My answer originally was yeah, I don't think Dwight Howard's the answer. I certainly think now Dwight Howard is not the answer. So <laughs> thank you, uh, controversy. I guess. Oh man, it's a good start to a Tuesday. I guess so. we got uh, we got the NBA opening day. We're opening up about the NBA. I'm wearing a youth large tele- or a t-shirt. Rangers are going to the World Series. John, the shirt's kind of chafing my my. Audience. I don't know if it, that that's that when you that's just a bad word. You know, people don't think about. But that's it. what it is. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, back to a little bit of sports here <laughs> for just one second. Again, uh, NBA opening day. Uh, Dolas Garcia went banana sandwiches, but tonight Phillies. Diamondbacks. This is for all the marbles. It's kind of crazy. You got a rookie in Brandon uh, Fat who is going to be starting the the decisive game to go, of course, to the Fall Classic, which is crazy to think having a rookie do that with this young Arizona team. Um, Philadelphia JT Riamilto has completely taken away their their base running ability. Has the best pop time in baseball. He's kept everybody at bay. But they've been hitting bombs. Like the Diamondbacks lately have just been raking. John, this has honestly been one of the more entertaining playoffs that I can remember in the last four or five years. It's wild. You knock out the one and two seed Braves and the Dodgers and Phillies are the now heavily favored team to go on and get, you know, go on and you know, represent and yeah. repeat to go to the World Series. And then this little feisty Diamondbacks team's just out there fighting, and um, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's fun, but they beat up them yesterday. I mean, yesterday, what was it, 5-1? Yeah. 
It was. And they were all over him early. What was the uh, second inning? I can't believe how bad Nola was. Well, he, he got so shook after after those two home runs. I mean, he was walking guys left Did he and start, right He struck that. out the first three batters in the mm-hmm. first inning. First he inning was stru- piece First of cake. inning, one, two, three, all sit your butt down, strike out. And then he comes out in the second inning. And it's bomb, it's bomb, mm-hmm. it's walk. And then was it a double? Gap double, yep. Yeah. I'm like, crazy. damn. He, and he, you could tell, I mean, you could just watch him, like, walking around the mound. He was so shook after that. Now, he did, he, after that inning, and third way, and fourth Tommy inning Tommy looked better. Like, man. Yeah, he, he kicked it off. He hit the first he, time He's run. the one who, yeah, I was going to say, he's the one who kicked that John off. Yeah, that game was crazy. It was wild. It was a very, very, I mean, Philly, the, 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 the fans never even got into the game. No. Man, well, there's something you can get into, and I'm talking about scooters plus ATVs, UTVs, golf carts, motorcycles, dirt bikes, you name it, trikes, e-bikes. They have it. Plus, not only do they have the largest inventory because they have the largest showroom, which is open 9 to 6 Monday through Saturday, but they also take care – like they have all the parts. If you need to work on your your ATV, your bike – they have any parts you can need, they've got it. They also do the repairs if you don't fix things yourself. Again, they got parts, repairs, sales and service, plus financing options available. A huge inventory reduction sale going on right now. The price is always right at Scooters Plus. Check them out online at scootersplus.us. That's scootersplus.us or go over to 3425 Summer Avenue. David Cobb's next, Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Here once again is Johnny Radio. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Brian Dacus is hanging out with me, and we are blessed, man. Not just because... uh it's Tuesday. Life's good. We got NBA opening day. We got game seven of the NLCS. Oh, we got some action on tonight, don't we? We got uh, a little we got football. Some, I don't think it's action. I think it's uh, CUSA-tion. Well, it's damn football. That's right. We got a little football, too. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. And we got David Cobb, who does a little bit of everything. I mean, I love when David comes. He's like my favorite little chat of the week. You me know too. what I'm saying? I agree. I love, love David. talking with David, and it's also like it, it makes me feel good. It makes Doesn't me it? feel productive because okay. he interned with me. Like he sure did to see back in the day from him going to making my Tinder profile. Oh, to now being the busiest sports reporter. You made writer. him what he is today. I would like to think that, no, I helped push him in just a different direction. Oh, I see. I see. You when know? are you going to do that to me? Uh, you're, like, young, bro. You're still too— so David. You're really good. Uh. Back then, but, yeah. You're too good. Once you got get a little bit of dirt on you, I'll send you out there. I don't world. know if that's a compliment or not to David. No, no, no. Dude, David's successful. I know right he now is. you're sitting here working. I'm here saying I want to be like David. All right. What's up, Cobb? Hey, wow! Well, I'm flattered, John. Uh, but you know what? I'm proud to proud to be one of your your proteges there. I mean, I don't know what your what your internship tree looks like. You know, kind of like pretty like good. Have, 
Yeah, coaches have a coaching tree. You've got a, you've got a little tree yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be one of the coaches. Got a little yeah. little tree out there, man. You know, CJ doing his thing, Gabe doing his thing, Cobb doing his thing. And when am I going to start his, doing my thing? Uh, you know, we'll pray for you. We're going <laughs> to pray now, um, Cobb. This is just one of the most. I'm so happy that you're on today uh, because I always love talking to you. But the whole Michigan thing to me is just buck wild. And I have got so – my head is so twisted in so many different directions. Like you get a military guy to do this, and then he uses his own name and his email and doesn't go more incognito, a little undercover. That just kind of is crazy. Also, is the best team in the country Michigan? Like right now, are they the most talented team in the country? And could they actually be left out of the college football playoff? Will Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh fight? At the fifty yard line this year, like I'm, I'm just so glad that you're here. Help me, help me through this Michigan. Peel it back for me. Well, isn't it amazing that the best Michigan football team of the century is the uh, Michigan one. football team that is uh, in such hot water? Yeah, I, I, irony there, uh, without a doubt. And the fact that that this kid didn't try to hide what he was doing a little more, especially with you mentioned uh, apparently having this military background. Guys, we've been able to find his payments to people on Venmo, where he's paying people to go and, and uh, scout games for him in person to steal these signs, right? Like, that is so sloppy. Like, that that is not becoming of somebody uh, who we would want in our armed uh, services, right? So, like, no. maybe I, I'm glad he doesn't work for the CIA or the NSA because um, my man would be spilling state secrets all over the, the, the globe, Um yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess at Michigan, and Harbaugh's already in hot water. This just makes it worse. It's going to overshadow anything they accomplished this season where they very easily could win the national title. Uh, it's like the Astros thing. This is college football's yep. version of the Houston Astros cheating scandal, and that, that scandal still follows houston i mean there's oh only gosh. a couple we, players we, left I, I was talking about it every time the playoffs start in houston's in it and they got start playing really good i'm like oh damn they cheating again yeah i mean and frankly they're the one team in baseball that i just want to see lose i mean i turned on that game last night even though it was a blowout in the later innings because i just wanted to see texas close it out and in houston lose and i don't i'm not typically somebody who has strong feelings about uh professional franchises in that way but uh, the Astros got that stigma on them they've been hard to root for ever since and it feels like Michigan football has become that villain and that's going to really like uh, taint whatever they accomplish this season man does the college football playoff committee uh the more that's kind of come out I mean right now like you like we haven't seen all the evidence it seems like there was a sting operation like they got video evidence but the the pictures that we've seen already like they're pretty damning the fact that again he went to 11 different schools over 30 games um you know is seen there taking pictures then during these games he's sitting you know during when they're there when Michigan's on defense he's next to the defensive coordinator talking with him or on their offense he's next to the offensive coordinator i mean everything is pretty damning right now could the college football playoff committee, who's not beholden to the NCAA or anybody else, could they leave Michigan out? No, I don't think they can because their job is not to adjudicate uh, matters. Like, that's the NCAA's job. Uh, and I think their responsibility is to put the best four teams in the playoff. And barring some sort of collapse here, there's a really good chance that Michigan is going to be 
one of the best four teams. I mean, there's a scenario where they could even lose to Ohio State at the end of the regular season and then back into the playoff much like Ohio State did last season. So I think I think that the committee's job is not to adjudicate this. They're, they are not a body that can collect evidence or investigate things. And we know the NCAA isn't going to have any sort of a ruling on this. You know, I mean, it'll be three decades, right, before we get a ruling from the NCAA on it. Uh, so, no, I think Michigan still should go to the college football playoff. Uh, because I don't think it's the college football playoff committee's job. I mean, would it would it be the NCAA tournament selection committee's job to punish Kansas for perpetually being in hot water under Bill Self? No, I mean, no. It, it's not. So, I mean, that's not going to probably the answer people want to hear. But if Michigan is twelve and one or thirteen and zero or, or whatever, or even eleven, I mean, Michigan and has Ohio State this year at home. And I really don't see them losing to Wisconsin Rutgers or Michigan State. Um, I mean, it's – no, that's Ohio State. I can't remember anyway. Point is, Michigan does have Ohio State last game of the year also at their house this year. They do go undefeated. I mean, they're 100% in. They control their own destiny. Yeah, best team, best Michigan team I can remember. They are they are all around dominant. Granted, they haven't really played uh, very high-level competition so far. Uh, Ohio State has. I mean, Brian, Brian brought up – Notre Dame and yeah, also Penn I was, State. Yeah, I mean, that was Brian's point yesterday, and I think it's a good one. Based on the resume, Ohio State deserves to be ranked higher than Michigan. But based on the eye test, the Wolverines are incredibly uh, – I mean, they're, they're leading the pack in the eye test. And uh, their path is is so easy, man. Like, there's no way. I don't see any way Michigan doesn't make the playoff. I don't either. I'm right there with you. Uh, this will just be crazy stuff that comes out. Does Harbaugh leave after this year? <laughs> uh, this this is the type of stuff that, that would push him to go back to the NFL because it seems like every year he's exasperated or frustrated by something, takes an interview with an NFL franchise, Ultimately, he decides to say he gets something more that he wanted from the administration in Michigan, and uh, he keeps moving forward. But at this point, I mean, it, it could be it could be the type of thing. I don't. What, what do we compare this to, John? I mean, what in the recent history of college football or even college basketball is parallel to this in terms of an organization, a, a, a program cheating at this level? I mean, I, I can't I can't make a comparison. So. I mean, to affect the, the on-field outcome of the game, I can't think of another one that's right. as so, big. I mean, there's, now there's I think a, like uh, you know, Patino orchestrating some hookers for recruits is probably <laughs> one of the coolest ones of all time. And um, uh, and then that that forced him out of the game. I mean, we're talking about something here that could force Jim Harbaugh out of college coaching. I mean, it may not even be his choice, right? Because if we get a few months down the road and it's looking really bad for him, then um, I mean, this could be it for him in college, and not necessarily by choice. Man, crazy stuff now. Uh, Got to get to this, uh, some more stuff that's on the field, man. Um, Mike Elko, I felt like, you know, going forward on fourth down and not taking points, I understand going forward at a certain time is important, but I feel like he just, I, I mean, I, I don't understand some of the decisions he made down the stretch. Heupel coming out of halftime was absolutely mm-hmm. terrible. We saw mm-hmm. Dan Lanning screw things up going forward on fourth down against Washington. Or, I mean, like, what is going on? Because I feel like a lot of these coaches who are making, you know, you know, millions and millions of dollars don't realize that, you know, in a low-scoring game that's really tight, you can put pressure on the other team by adding points and then going out there and playing defense. Why aren't, yeah. why aren't they doing this? 
that these coaches are getting so deep into analytics that they can't see common sense. And look, I'm getting a master's degree in sport analytics, okay? Uh, but what's happening is these coaches are looking at spreadsheets that tell them, okay, uh, 58% of the time, if you go for it on fourth and two at, at the opponent's 47-yard line, the possession results in more points than if you, you know, points expected over the course of the game than if you punt here or if you try to attempt a long field goal or whatever. That's all good and well. That's a great reference point to have that data, to have those analytics. But the analytics can't account for your left tackle being injured. They can't account your for... Your backup quarterback coming in on fourth down, and you still going for it on fourth and three from the four-yard line. Right. The, the analytics in or that moment... And, I don't, think they actually was fourth and goal from the three. Not they, yeah. they couldn't get a first down, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the, your spreadsheet doesn't know that you've also been stuffed five out of the last six times in short-yarded situations. Right, so there's a, there is a an element of feel, an element of believing what you see with your own eyes here that I think some coaches are missing and really outsmarting themselves. Like if you are Mike Elko and Duke, and you are on the road against an undefeated national title contender, sometimes you just got to take the point. Bro, and, you put you go up six right there. You put all the pressure on Florida State, who's the fourth ranked team in the country who's got national championship aspirations, they're at their house, they're struggling like you wouldn't believe, and all of a sudden you got a team that's a little bit down, they're pumped up, they're running on the field, and then all of a sudden, man, like Florida State just went crazy on them. Yeah, and I also get annoyed by the fact that people people think momentum isn't real. The, the analytics people, the, uh, the math nerds in sports, they discount momentum. It's a, Actually, it's a real thing in sports. And you don't think Florida State's defense running off the field with Dope Campbell going nuts? You don't think that provides an emotional lift? Jordan Travis started team? running the football after that, if you didn't notice. And it was his his legs that basically kind of set up that for Florida State to go and take that lead and then take over and outscore him 21-0 in the fourth quarter. Right. And and there's no way to quantify that. No no spreadsheet, no, no program can account for momentum. It's a real thing. And... You know, it requires a feel for the game, a belief in what you're seeing with your own eyes that is getting lost in this era. And it's honestly providing coaches with a, with an excellent scapegoat or an excellent out. Oh, coach, why did you go for it on fourth and seven at your own 48 uh, in a close game? You know, and then uh, it didn't work out, right? And it led to a touchdown from the other team. Oh, well, uh, the analytics say that in that situation – uh, we should have gone for it, right? And now all of a sudden you're off the hook because, well, if the analytics said it, then um, then, then we can't criticize the coach for making the decision. And, you know, I think this is this is still a relatively new element of sports that a lot of coaches are just now kind of getting on board with. And I think it, it's really negating uh, common sense in, in a lot of situations. Speaking of common sense, um, you know, Tennessee in that Alabama game, you're up 20-7 to at halftime. Um, Alabama can't do anything on the Tennessee defense. Yes, Alabama came out in the second half, and on the second damn play, I think, or actually might have been the first damn play, my man completes a dead gum 50-yard pass or whatever for a touchdown. Alabama scores a touchdown, bing, bang, boom. You know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, I understand it's now 14-20. You're still up by six. They had that stupid punt. They, I mean, that stupid uh in the end zone, when he called for the fair catch, they had to start the ball at the four-yard mm-hmm. line. 
They, of course, you know, go three and out, punt the ball back to Alabama. Alabama gets a field goal. Tennessee has the ball. They're up by three. And then on fourth down and one on their own side of the field, around the 40-yard line, Heupel decides to go for it. They don't get it. They get stuffed. You know, Alabama's defense is solid. And it's like the whole – everything just fell apart from that point. Like, and that's the momentum. I mean, Alabama came out swinging after that. Right after they stopped them on defense, five plays later, Alabama scores a touchdown, rumbling right down their throat. Right. And and they would tell you, well, the analytics say we should have gone for it. But have you not seen, Tennessee, that the entire game, you've been struggling to run the football more against Alabama than you have against any other opponent this season? So maybe, maybe in the first several games of the year, your conversion rate on third and one or fourth and one was 70%. Well, that's great, but that factors in UTSA and Texas A&M and uh, the other teams that you've beaten, right? Well, you got to look in front of you and see that uh, Dallas Turner and this uh, Alabama defense are playing at a really high level, and that that one yard is going to be a whole lot harder to come by in this situation than maybe it normally is. And so, yeah, Tennessee got steamrolled. The Vols could not get out of their own way uh, in that game, Alabama took advantage of every miscue that Tennessee made, and, and Tennessee made a lot of them. Uh, Tennessee played a great first half and a horrible second half. It's happened twice, though, with Alabama. If you looked at it, with the, you know, Alabama in the first half against Ole Miss, second half they came out and just destroyed Ole Miss at home. And then Tennessee, you know, looked like they had Alabama on the ropes, and then Alabama came out the second half, and it was just an embarrassing beatdown. Now Tennessee's got to get off the mat. Um, who they play next? Kentucky. Well, let's see. Uh, gosh, honestly, John, I'm not even sure. Oh, I just yeah, that was painful, man. But anyway, I don't know how Josh Heupel, uh, Georgia, right now they got basically a cakewalk. The only team I feel like that has a chance of beating Georgia going forward until the SEC championship game possibly is Ole Miss. What do you think about what do you think about their chances in that game if Ole Miss can keep surviving? Yeah, I mean, not great, but. I mean, look, Ole Miss is kind of doing the same thing they did last year. Their heart's starting hot with a, a relatively favorable schedule, but then they got to go to Athens. I mean, I'm curious to see what happens with Georgia here without Brock Bowers, and, and it's going to be a test of Carson Beck. It's going to be a test of a team that is not as dominant as the 2021 and 2022 Georgia Bulldogs. Not even close. Both, both of which had brought a healthy Brock Bowers, and both of which had better defensive fronts. And this is now the hard portion of Georgia's schedule, relatively speaking. So, yeah, you, you get Kentucky, you, or you get uh, Missouri, you get Tennessee, you get Ole. Yeah, we'll see. Ultimately, I don't, there's no way that Georgia loses more than one of those games. And Georgia will go into the SEC championship game as a projected playoff team. But honestly, in some ways, it could be good for Georgia to wean themselves off of Brock Bowers, uh, get some other playmakers involved. Ra-Ra Thomas, Dominique Lovett, get the running game going a little bit more. Uh, I think this could force Georgia to become a little bit more well-rounded instead of just giving the ball to Brock Bowers and, and asking him when you hear that it becomes a, a more robust version uh, of itself offensively now that they're forced uh, to go to other options in terms of you know their playmaking and, and the clutch situation. Utah and Oregon played this week. Utah dropped USC. Lincoln Riley does what Lincoln Riley does. Gets great quarterbacks, but doesn't put together great teams. I mean, man's had Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Caleb Williams, three Heisman Trophy winners. Squat. 
Um, Oregon, Utah played this week. Utah, a big win against USC. They're back at the house. Uh, Bo Nix and the Ducks on the road, seven point favorites, um, against Utah. Seems like everybody keeps looking at, look, overlooking Utah and they come up yeah. there and they bite you. But this Duck team, I mean, they're, they're, they are superior talented, especially offensively, right? Yeah, they are, but, but Utah is the same old physical Utah, even without Cameron, even without their star tight end, Brant Keithy, even with some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, Kyle Whittingham just has a machine going there. And, you know, Oregon's got some, some dudes up front, too, that should be able to hang. But, I mean, look at what Utah did to USC, man. I mean, that that is really impressive for a team to be missing so many of its best players uh, to go and win that game. And so, uh, in the Coliseum, by the way. So, now they're back at home at altitude. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to pick Utah. I mean, Bryson Barnes just keeps winning. He does, man. A walk-on pig farmer at quarterback. <laughs> and my, my man is out there. Uh, beating the reigning Heisman Trophy winner head to head—it's—it's insane. And it then they is got a safety. You, you seen this safety at Utah? He's—he's he's playing running back. He's—he's he's playing quarterback. He's playing receiver. Um, my man is, is basically what we want Travis Hunter to be, <laughs> and he's—he's he's doing it all for Utah. They are just finding ways to win. They're like that little one A high school that hardly has enough players. But uh, kicks your butt. Compete. But yeah, but the, the 25 guys that they do have are just like absolute dudes um, who, oh, by the way, after their football game is over, they got to go play in the basketball game, you know, the next morning. Like that, that's Utah right now. And it's, it's impressive. They're, they're an easy team to root for. They are an easy team to root for at home against the Ducks. It's a big game this weekend. Man, I could talk college football with you all day. I know, though, over at CBSSports.com, not only are you working on college football, um, what you got coming down the pipe there, but also, man, I know you got to be working on some college basketball. Yeah, we got our top 101 players, which is a collaborative effort from our staff, and that's coming out this week. So keep an eye on that. I, I know for a fact. Uh, that there is at least one Memphis player uh, who will be on that list. Uh, I believe there are two uh, Memphis players who are going to be on that list among the top 101 in the sport. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's a big one. And then, of course, we got all of our conference previews um, and, and more stuff along those lines rolling out because, guys, I mean, it is, like, literally around the corner. Like, we're, we are a couple of weeks out uh, from college basketball, which is kind of wild. But, uh, yeah, NBA opening night sort of that signal that uh, college hoops is just right around the corner as well. Man, David, thank you so much for your time. Don't work too hard. It'd be blessed, my brother. All right, man. I appreciate it. That is David Cobb. Follow him on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Also read his work at CBSSports.com. we got to take a quick timeout. On the other side, i got to talk a little bit more about some coaching. we got Game 7 of the NLCS, NBA opening day, Zach Boyd at noon, Hardenwood because it feels so good, Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Here once again is Johnny Radio. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke, he's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Uh, got 
Brian Dake is hanging out with me. Big thanks to David Cobb on the other side. We talked all things college football. Plus, don't forget the top 101 players are coming out over at CBSSports.com. Keep your eyes open for that. A couple Tigers should be on there. At least one, possibly two. Well, um, NFL Week 7 wrapped up last night. And, of course, the San Francisco 49ers did not look good. Kirk Cousins carved up the 49ers defense. Brock Purdy looked very pedestrian. But Christian McCaffrey, two touchdowns. That means that 16 straight games, my man has scored a touchdown. Do you know if you had $100 and you went back to Week 13 of 2020 – and you put a touchdown, a hundred dollars on Christian McCaffrey to win and to score an anytime touchdown, and then you took your winnings after that, and then you bet it again, and you did it for sixteen straight weeks. How much would that little hundred dollars have turned into? You think a lot? According to Parlay Science, it would have paid you out four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, like I said, a lot. You know he just broke the record last night, right? Did he really? Yeah. The record was uh, 15 straight games recording a touchdown. It was held by two guys. John Riggins, big old former Washington Redskin, and of course, the juice is loose. O.J. Simpson with the Buffalo Bills, who scored also both in 15 straight games. And Harden would have a O.J. Simpson story today. You do? I have an O.J. Simpson. Oh, wow. He weighed in on the Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey of controversy. Did. Of course he did. And it is a take that only I actually had Hello, on Twitter Monday. World. Hello, Twitter world. Um, but, yeah, we're going to talk a little O.J. Simpson. We also got, you know, the Bitcoin guy who has uh, $230 million and he doesn't remember his password? Oh, yes, I do. Got good, no- got good news for that oh, guy. Oh, good. But I got great news for all of y'all out there, man. You got a little coin? Head on down to Frontier Western Store, largest boot showroom in the world. Seriously. You can get boots for your children, your girlfriend, for you, your family, custom boots, work boots, dress boots. You name it, they got it. And they dress your whole family from head to toe. They've got all the hats you need, the boots you need, the belts you need, all the jeans, the fall fashions. They have a ladies' boutique, a children's department, a men's section, all at 5880 Goodman Road down in Olive Branch. If you can't make it down there, it's simple. Shop online at FrontierWesternStore.com. They ship your order out within 24 hours, and any order of $75 or more is shipped absolutely free. Frontier Western Store and FrontierWesternStore.com. On the other side, it's time to talk a little NBA opening day with my man, Zach Boyd, right here on Sports 56, 98.5 FM.